Welcome to Peppershock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today we have with us Andrea Jones. Welcome, Andrea. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And Andrea, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. And you said you could talk about social media all day, but you know, we're, we're going to do like 20, 30 minutes here, but just tell us a little background and history of, of who you are and what path you took to get to where you are now. Yes. So like you mentioned, I love social media. I'm just naturally drawn to it. Um, and I think it's because I am an introvert and I like that you can turn it on and turn it off. Um, and I, I really that got turned on to the internet back when um, I was reading through the Harry Potter books and none of my friends were. And I really just wanted to geek out with other people about like fan theories and what was going to happen next. And so that was that's what really launched my um, path as is like starting the Harry Potter blog and um, doing all of those things. But fast forward a few years and I was creating YouTube videos and um, kind of just really exploring the online space. And I ended up meeting my husband through YouTube. Oh, that's <laughs> <And> so, fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, my life. Um, but also he lives in a different country. I'm from the U S he lived in Canada. So when we met, we did long distance for a bit and I moved. And so with that move to go live with him in Canada was when I really launched the business side of things. So this was 2014 and social media was, kind of picking up steam with a lot of businesses. They were starting to see the value of it. They did not want to do it themselves. So I started off freelancing, doing social media for other people. And today I have an agency. We work with 20-ish clients um, running their social media for them. I teach social media in the Savvy Social School, which is my membership program, and also on my podcast, the Savvy Social Podcast. So I live, eat, breathe, and sleep social media. And I just want to make sure I said your name correctly. Can you say it for me? Because I just realized I may have butchered it. That's okay. Honestly, it's my mom being fancy, but it's Andrea. That's what I wondered. Because so my my full name is Rayanna, and uh, you know most people just call me Ray. And I realized I wonder if I should have said that differently. <laughs> okay, Andrea. Thank you for for you're you're so sweet and kind not to correct me, but I appreciate that. I was like, you know what? I need to take a moment and just make sure. <laughs> so no so so Andrea. So you said you have an agency and you work with about twenty different clients. Like, tell me some of the things that you do specifically for your clients and how, you know, you've kind of taken them from, you know, maybe from this point to this point, share with me a little bit about their journey that you've worked with them on. Yeah. And you know, a lot of our clients are very passionate They're They tend to be coaches, consultants, thought leaders, people who have a message and they really want to share it with the world. Uh, but they don't want to be on social media all the time because it's, Honestly, it's always changing. It's almost like it's a whole full-time job. Um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where if they don't have to do it, they rather outsource it. So what my team helps does is we take their message and we condense it down into something that's social media friendly. And we really help people understand who they are 
connect with our message and help them build communities. So one of my favorite case studies is we worked with the Life Coach School. Uh, previously, uh, Brooke Castillo of Life Coach School does not want to log on to social media. She doesn't want to be on and available in that way. So my team worked with them for 18 months to really jumpstart their channel. Um, it was really stagnant, almost no engagement. And so by the time we, we basically helped them with uh, transitioning it to the in-house team, um, they had a very vibrant community, tens of thousands of followers on platforms like Instagram and Facebook, helping them launch their YouTube strategy as well. And so it's really helped more people, helping more people discover who they even are. Excellent. Yeah. And I think that that's a common theme. People want to do their business, not necessarily be on social media all the time trying to do their business. So it definitely alleviates some of that stress and like, oh my gosh, you know, consistency and all the things that people need when they're, when they're posting or need to have help posting. Right. Oh, yes. And, you know, the posting piece. So to take it back to, you know, the Life Coach School is like a big company. It's a big corporation. So oftentimes I get people who look at those big companies and they go, man, that's a lot of content. How do I even match that? You know, how do I even how do I even do a fraction of that? And one of the things I suggest for, you know, maybe smaller companies or solo entrepreneurs, people who are doing it themselves is to give yourself a time limit. So instead of trying to post every day or following a rigorous schedule, the best place to start is say, I'm going to spend one hour a week on my social media content. Um, and what happens is you will naturally get better and faster at doing it, but it's a skill that you have to learn. It's just like, you know, maybe trying to be more flexible or something like that. Maybe you're doing yoga the first time second time you do it, you're not going to be there yet. It takes that practice. And so I really recommend business owners to give themselves that one hour a week to practice. And if you don't like it, get to the point where you're building consistent leads through social media and then outsource it to someone else. Um, but if you do like it and you want to spend more time, then it's time to start outsourcing other things in your business, like maybe bookkeeping or managing your inbox or something like that. Yeah, no, I definitely can relate to managing the inbox. Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's just so many ways to connect with people these days. I think we counted over 16 different places that people can, you know, reach out to me, whether it's Facebook or, you know, direct message or WhatsApp or, you know, texting. I mean, oh my goodness, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> yes. And those notifications too. Like for me, it's the notifications. I don't like being like available like that. It sounds so weird, but to me, it's just, it's an energy drain. It's like, if I am checking email and then something on Instagram happens and then there's a Slack message and then, and then, and then mm -hmm. by the time I actually get to work, it's like hours later and I've spent my whole day reacting. Um, so I actually turn off all of the notifications just to reduce that overwhelming feeling. And I said, uh, Asana I use for my task management. So I'll set a task, like check Instagram, check Facebook. And then this way I go in each day. It's a recurring thing that I do, but I just look at it once and then yeah. I can like actually imagine that get other stuff done. <laughs> 
I know, right? It's definitely a discipline to, to be able to make sure you master when you can do it and how long you can do it. I remember when TikTok first came out, I'm pretty sure I spent way too much time watching all the silly TikTok dance videos and all the things that, you know, people came up with. Oh my goodness. That's, that's a good idea. I, we use Asana too. I need to just put those tasks uh, only within a specific time for sure. So you don't get like sucked away and drawn in, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. So tell me, like, okay, so if somebody were to come work with you, what's kind of the process that they would need to go through in order to have your team, you know, have the best success? The first thing I recommend is really understanding the role that social media plays in your business. And so this will help us build out goals and this will help us be able to measure our success. Because if we don't understand that, then we're posting for the sake of posting and we get into this cycle of feeling like it's not working. So we feel like we're doing all this work and it's not working. And that's because we are not really aligned with the, the reason that we're doing this in the first place. That's the first question I ask potential clients is what role does social media play in your business? For some people, it's brand awareness. They want more people to know who they are. For some people, it's to build their email list. So they want to really get leads into their list. Um, whatever the case may be, you kind of have to understand that role. And then, and then you can start to make decisions on social media based on those, those roles. Um, so we start with that goal. We start with a deep dive into messaging and content. So today, um, 2021, there is so much content online. Uh, we're inundated by it. So you really have to have something that stands out from the sea of content that you're seeing in the feed. And something that really connects to the exact person that you're talking to. So we actually spend quite a bit of time in this research and development phase for our clients, about 10 days, deep diving into their brand, fully understanding who they're talking to, the way that they talk to these people. So then we can show up as them on social media. So it doesn't look and sound like somebody else is posting. Um, and then from there, we start creating the content. So we have a few different types of content we create. Uh, but typically they're based on the goal of that post um, and which again aligns, uh, aligns with the goal of social media. So do we want to post that directly promote something, an offer, a podcast, something like that? We probably want some posts that encourage engagement. We want to build a community. We want people talking to us and with each other. Um, and then we also want content that's share worthy. We want that content that people if they see it on Instagram, they're sharing it to their stories. If they see it on Twitter, they're retweeting it. They're emailing it to a friend. We want that kind of content as well. So then we start developing content pieces that align with some of those goals. Um, and we start building it out from there. And have you had any luck or seen any um, or used any of the tools that are out there to help you gain more followers, right? Because you want to have like 10,000 followers on Instagram so you can have the swipe up feature. Tell me, do you use that or have you used that before? Or have you had any success with those types of programs or, you know, uh, services? I have tried everything, literally <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, I feel like, honestly, that's my job. My job is to try everything and be like, oop, that didn't work. Or yes, that did work. And I will say on a surface level, some of those tools temporarily can work. So you can, for instance, you can buy followers, you can do a follow and follow strategy. They can work. But at the end of the day, I have never found a tool or an automation or something that helps people get to the actual reason that they want to use social media, which is 
goes back to that, that reason, that why. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's to build an email list, then just getting a bunch of, of followers isn't necessarily going to get you there. Um, or if it is to have more people sharing your content, then inflating it with a bunch of random people sharing it isn't really going to impact your business. You really want significant people sharing your um, content and the significant people are the exact right people who, who need to be in your audience and who need to hear your message. So long story short is there's a lot of shiny tools out there, but they only can get you so far. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause if it's just random people, they're not going to care about your content. They're just there to be numbers. And sometimes it's not always about the numbers, right? It's not always about the quantity, but the quality of people. Right. Good. Yeah. So, um, another, another thing that's been coming up is, uh, clubhouse. Have you, um, participated in clubhouse yet, Andrea? Yes. So I have a love hate relationship with this platform. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love it because I feel like I actually predicted this. I have a, I guess it was in my 2020 prediction episode on my podcast. I talked about audio and how there was probably going to be some sort of audio social network popping up. Um, and it happened. And so I feel like, oh, I predicted it. Um, and I like using it in a small group context. It's such a beautiful way to have a conversation with a group of people. Um, what I don't like about it is kind of like the downside of just being on the internet in general is that I have, I feel like um, I have had, well, I know I've had bad experiences on the app, like going into larger rooms, um, getting almost like a little bit bullied, um, hearing things where I'm like, this is like bad advice just generally. Um, and then of course there's a lot of drama around certain people saying that they, you know, you know, make a billion dollars for instance, and they don't. So there's a lot of misinformation out there, but honestly, that's the internet, right? So it is what you can make it. I have had some amazing conversations and right now I am committing to that platform as a marketer and learning it. But what I recommend to my students and my clients is try to build a platform. Um, and unless you're like a podcaster or something like that, you may want to start on one of the other social platforms. Cause it can be a quite a big time commitment to explore that platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what we've done is just created one, one room, one club once a week and, you know, send out reminders, that kind of thing. And that's seemingly enough because then, like you said, you could be on it all the time. And, you know, again, using the time that you would otherwise could be doing other things. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, Okay. So there's like, I don't know, all kinds of tools and automation tools and like Hootsuite and I don't know, social, I can't remember all the names of them. What's your favorite uh, like scheduling platforms to use? Yeah. So if you're Instagram focused, I am loving Planoly right now. It can help you visually plan out your feed so you can make sure that there's a flow. Um, And they're also starting to have functionality where you can push it out to other platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, you can also cross post your content to those other platforms. Um, And then they're taking a deep dive into the analytics as well, which is a lot of fun. And a lot of us are on Instagram these days. Um, If you manage multiple brands though, um, like I do, you have an agency or if you just happen to have multiple businesses, I love Fan Booster. It is, um, the reporting functionality is like 
out of this world. I love that you could like see all of the data points and how they work together, uh, but you can keep your brand separate. So there's no chance of like cross posting to a different uh, brand, uh, but it's got like the scheduling, the managing, the reporting, everything you would assume is in a, um, a scheduling app. Um, it's not free, but it's out of the options out there. It's a fairly low cost option. Cool. And have you heard as an agency, have you heard of cloud campaign yet? No, that's a new one, right? We, um, so it's kind of, it's for agencies only, but kind of similarly you get white, uh, you get, you can white label it and you can have, um, basic workspaces for each client. So, and they can have their own dashboard for all the different, um, you know, profiles and, uh, platforms and everything. And I, I'm, I, it's been going good. We started since January, but my question, and maybe I'm still trying to figure out the answer to this, but when you use third-party apps, do you feel like it, like Instagram knows that it's a third-party app, so it's not going to share your message as much, or is it only for those that are not authenticated? And, you know, I don't know, have you come across that or seen that before where if you post something natively or, you know, inside the app itself versus using a scheduling app, have you seen where it's throttled anything that was a third party? So, you know, I, over the years I've said, I've never noticed a difference, but in the past couple of months, I have been noticing a little bit of a difference and it's not necessarily just posting in the app. It's using the app's features. And this specifically happens on Instagram. The other platforms, it's not as much like LinkedIn. We see some really great success, no matter how we post for our clients. Um, same thing with YouTube. Like if you pre-schedule a video, that seems to be okay. Um, Facebook is like, unless you boost it, it's kind of dying anyways. Uh, but with Instagram specifically, it's like, they want you to use the, the in-app features. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, um, you know, using like, if you're, if you're creating a story, using the story stickers and not just posting a graphic. Um, if you're, if you're typing a caption, it's almost like they want to see you type the caption and like not copy and paste it. Mm -hmm. And so it's little things like that, that I'm starting to notice, but I don't have enough information. Right, right. And, um, Instagram is like six different platforms in one and it's changing so much so that I'm very, very hesitant to like say anything other than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, cause I have a client that was like, well, I don't know if we want to use, um, cause we renamed ours pepper post cause pepper shock. Right. I don't know if we want to use it because it's a third party. And I heard that Instagram will, you know, not, uh, have as far of a reach if you use third party, unless you post natively. And, I dug into it just a little bit to see, okay, well, what is, what's really going on? And, and one, one thing that somebody, I can't remember, I'll have to pull up the, the source, but um, it was that if they are not using a two-step authentication and it's not an approved Instagram third-party app, then they will throttle it. If it's a third-party app that's been approved by Instagram, they've gone through a stringent approval process, they're utilizing the, the Instagram API correctly, they're, you know, all of the things that they said that they want to do, then they won't throttle it. And I don't know if that's the right term, but that's what I, that's the term I know, like with cable, you know, and internet. So I'm just going to go with it. But <laughs> so I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how it will, will pan out. Like I want to test to see, you know, okay, this post is exactly the same. And this post is exactly the same. I want to see what's going on. But one thing I've noticed, um, it has a little bit of an AI component to it. It will take and post your, um, messages at the time that 
it thinks is going to get the most engagement. So not the time that you schedule it, but the time you say, okay, let the, the platform post itself. Well, and if engagement is the, you know, the biggest currency to this, I was like, oh, maybe I'll get even better output by utilizing this tool that says this is when you should schedule versus not. And I know Hootsuite had some of that going on too. Like you can allow it to schedule or post it whenever it felt like it was going to get the most engagement. So I don't know, do, does any of those platforms that you're using now, does it have kind of that functionality of like, this is the time you should post or not post or, you know what I mean? Yes, they do. And I do recommend using a tool that is an Instagram partner. So they have to go through kind of like that approval process. Um, And yeah, definitely posting when is most active. Um, I think I do want to say that posting something is better than posting nothing, generally speaking. So if it's that decision is kind of holding you back of when, what time to post, just start, let the algorithm start learning your habits and then you can always adjust. But yes, there's a lot of great tools out there that will help you pick the best time to post. And typically that is when your audience is most active. Right. Yeah. I like, I like that a lot. Cause it makes a lot of sense. Cause sometimes you know, if I want to schedule something to post at that time, it's usually not the time frame that's the most active, right? It's a different hours of the day that are not going to be the most active at all. I don't know. What, what are you seeing trends like when people are most active? I mean, I guess it does depend on every industry, but when you say, okay, we definitely want to make sure we get the most engagement out of this post, we should make sure it posts at X time. What, what is, what does that to you look like? Yeah. You know, this kind of like pandemic lockdown situation totally flipped this <laughs> upside right? down. <laughs> so true. Um, so it's been, it's been a little bit crazy, but as, as things are going back to normal, what I've been seeing and, and it does depend on the industry is um, typical times when you, when people scroll on their phone. So right when they wake up, um, typically people reach for their phone and they start scrolling. So if you can post around that time, depending on your audience and your time zone, you can, you can time it. Um, during lunch, so a lot of people scroll. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the evening, maybe while they're watching Netflix or something like that. Um, so an example would be one of my clients um, speaks to um, moms who are um, raising young children. And so typically it's like nap time and like after the kids go to bed, especially after the kids go to bed. So after 8 PM, her uh, social accounts start getting a lot of activity. And so that's a really great time for her to post and engage and be present while her audience is. So that's, you kind of have to know who your audience is and try to kind of tap into their natural habits. No, that makes a lot of sense, especially for the the industry. Yeah, if, if it's moms, busy, busy moms with young children, I could totally relate to that and wanting to post at nap time or anything like that. Um, okay, so let's just back up a little bit because some of the things that you have done now as a result of you know creating your company, you said you're students and you have a school that you teach people. Tell us a little bit about that and what it is that you do there and, and what value people would get from attending your school. Yes. So it's a monthly membership program and we've got courses on things like LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. And we've got a new clubhouse course as well. If you want to learn the platform and learn how to build like a funnel for the platform as well, because we're all about using social media with intention. It's 
not just posting for the sake of posting. Um, and we have a very vibrant community as well. Um, coaches, consultants, um, lots of social media managers and virtual assistants doing it for their clients as well. We host live trainings and office hours every single month. We do um, co-working sessions as well. And really our goal is to support our members and give them the jumpstart they need to use social media as a tool to grow their business. So there's lots of things like swipe files and templates and um, even things like podcasts and blog ideas. We really try to do our best to um, cut down on the decision-making so you can actually get started and, and really start leveraging social media. Um, so that is the school. It is month to month, so you don't have to commit, but most of our members stay for about eight to 12 months as they're using social media. Very cool. And so I want to know, you said that you started the Harry Potter blog. That's what inspired you to get going at first, but who, uh, maybe like realistic, I mean, not the Harry Potter's not, I, I guess maybe it's fantasy, but who in your life has inspired or motivated you or uh, mentored you to kind of get where you are now? Yes. So my first mentor, Afton Negrea, absolutely fantastic person. Um, she's based in Toronto. She teaches freelancers how to start their businesses. And one of the things she taught me was to become embeddable with my clients. And it's something that, especially with something like social media, it can be challenging, right? There's not like a dollar amount attached to what we do on social media oftentimes, um, so highly recommend Afton. She's great. Um, and then for, from a larger perspective, um, I really have been loving Brene Brown's content. I just finished reading her book, Daring Greatly. Um, and it's just about taking action mm -hmm. and inspired action. And I think oftentimes as business owners, we have a lot of ideas. That's why we're business owners. We can come up with the ideas, but then to actually implement them and to do them can be challenging because it, it's so vulnerable. Like it feel, you feel exposed putting yourself out there. So um, Brene Brown's content really talks about that. And I really enjoy her work. Very cool. And uh, along the same lines, what are some podcasts that you like to listen to or some resources that you draw from? Yeah. So this list, it comes from where I am in my business. So this past year, we've seen a lot of growth. I went from three team members to 10. Um, and I'm learning. Yes. Thank you. I'm learning a lot of leadership skills. Um, I previously said, previously have said like, I didn't want a team. I didn't want an agency. I don't want to manage people. Um, but it's actually a very beautiful thing that I don't ha I'm not like the, the stop gap that's holding everyone back from moving forward, but also I have a lot to learn when it comes to leading people virtually very challenging. So I've been listening to Chris Plackey's Lead Your Team podcast and Kaylin Thompson's Joy to Lead podcast, both very great if you're looking to lead, especially if you're a woman business owner, because we as women uh, feel we, we are socialized differently from men. And, and sometimes that actually gets in our way a little bit. We get in our own way as we try to lead people. So those are great. Um, and then in a more general sense, business podcast, I love Rachel Rogers. We should all be millionaires. Um, I'm in her program again, fantastic program uh, and, and concepts for like making money uh, in this online space. Um, and then lastly, one of my past clients, Life Coach School, just like brain management, how to live in this crazy world that we live in. 
um, a great, fantastic podcast. Cool. I'll have to check out some of those. That's, that sounds great. <laughs> I wish I had more time in the day so I could listen to more and do more. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then what's your podcast too? Uh, my, my podcast is the Savvy Social Podcast, um, and we talk about social media for passion-led entrepreneurs. I share my framework in solo episodes as well as interview folks on their social media strategy, and we really take a mindful approach to social media. So it's not the hustle, hustle, post all the time. It's how do we actually make a difference? How do we actually commit to, to doing all of these things and moving our business forward? So that's the Savvy Social Podcast. Very cool. And then um, let's see, couple couple more questions, all right? You ready? <laughs> yes. Where do you see yourself in five years from now? That is such a good question. I've been thinking a lot about this lately and I think I would broaden my scope. I would still be an online business, but I think I would be teaching more of the mindset piece versus the tech piece. And I'm already switching that way because there's so much, inf- like you can Google anything pretty much. Um, that's not really what stops us from taking action. So I see myself shifting that way. Nice. Good. Good. And, um, what are some things that you do to help promote your own business? Yes. So for the agency business, uh, my best clients don't like social media. They're not on social media. So using social media is actually very challenging (laughs) to grow that business. I can see that. (laughs) So I use social media to connect with partners, uh, brand strategists, podcast agencies, PR agencies, like people who work with my clients. And I like web designers, graphic designers, I build relationships and it's very referral based. Um, and then for the school, we do a lot of educational content, um, obviously through the podcast. And um, this year, I really committed to YouTube. We're creating a lot of content there. We use some paid advertising as well as some organic strategies, exploring new platforms like TikTok. So um, getting people into the school is really um it's a different strategy than, than, um, the client work, but I love it because I get to test kind of both, both things at the same time. Right. Oh, that's great. What advice would you give someone that is wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? You've got to like social media. <laughs> Cause I I'm that telling you right now, yeah, I'm telling you right now, Facebook specifically is one of those platforms where I'm like, I have a love hate relationship. I just can't, I, it bothers me how much they change it and just some of like the random algorithm changes. And so you kind of have to like the beauty of, and the power of social media to get into this space. And you have to be curious Uh, because everything is changing. I'd be hard pressed to say that there are true experts in this field because by this the second you you've mastered something it's changed or it doesn't exist anymore. Think about something like vine, for instance, that right? literally doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so true. have a curious nature that will really, that'll take you a long way. Okay. If you had an extra, let's say hundred thousand dollars to promote your business, how would you spend it? Paid advertising all the way. I think the more people who can understand your, who you are, the the more people you can impact, the farther you can go. Um, I would say take a portion of that to uplevel some of your branding. Social media should really be a reflection of what's happening internally in your business. 
So it's not a chance for you to show off something that's not there. So for instance, um, my first videos seven years ago, don't look anything like my videos today because I, you know, I've upgraded my studio. I have lighting, I have a microphone. And so you can do some of those things as well. Um, and then the rest of the budget I would spend on like testing your, your messaging, getting in front of as many people as possible, because that's the fastest way to see if it's going to work. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Just, uh, one last thing then how can people get in touch with you if they wanted to maybe work with you or explore, um, you know, what it is that you have to offer and we know the school, but what about you and your agency? Yes, you can find everything at onlinedrea.com. That's online, D-R-E-A.com. Um, we have a little tab in the menu bar that says agency for the services. Um, and then I personally spend a lot of time on Instagram. That's my favorite platform. It's my platform of choice. So you can find me at onlinedrea. You'll see my cute little dog in my stories because he's like a mini celebrity of his own. <laughs> and uh, send me a DM and just let me know you found me on this podcast. I'd love to meet you. And I see, so our listeners now, I see her little dog in, in the background. I know you can't see her now, but I see the doggy. <laughs> what's what's yes. the dog's name? What's your dog's name? His name is Gibson and he is uh, very well known. He's always sitting behind me on my chair to the point where clients will go, we can't, we can't have this meeting because Gibson's not here. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just impressed with how quiet and just, you know, he's sleeping and... <laughs> How sweet. Uh, <laughs> National Pet Day is coming up soon. So you'll have to, you know, take advantage of that. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, Gibson has his own Instagram as well. He's got a bit over 4,000 followers. So That's he's sweet. doing all right. <laughs> People love pets and babies, right? Pets and baby pictures. <laughs> Very true. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and your knowledge for us today and the listeners. Um, any last moments since we are going on a marketing expedition? Is there anything else that you'd like to share or impart with our listeners that uh, might kind of inspire them or just give them a little bit more to um, think about as, as we part ways today? Yes. So I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but if you're starting this for the first time, or if it, even if you're restarting it, give yourself some grace. I know as adults, sometimes we wish that the second that we pick up something, we're experts, we're pros, we know exactly what we're doing, but we don't. And I think the older we get, the harder that becomes because we don't want to start new things. We don't want to start from level one again. Um, so just know that no matter what level you're at, compare yourself to yourself and focus on getting 1% better. What's 1% that you can improve tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that, and you'll infinitely get better, but you've got to practice. You've got to stick with it. You got this. You can do it. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thanks for being on the show. And until next time, our, our listeners, we want you to be sure and subscribe and review. That's like the best thing that you can always do, right, Andrea, to, to give us reviews. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, until next time, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. 
People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.